take two. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Parker Chronicles podcast. I am your host, the Parker XP, and joining me for week number three of Resident Evil in Review, the Resident Evil expert and the queen of horror games, Piggy Whisper Ryan. Hey! Anyone who's been here live knows what just happened, but for anyone who's going to be listening to the podcast later, <laughs> I just did the whole intro... And a good like couple minutes of the show uh, without Piggy's audio. So I was talking to myself. Fun. So we had to restart that whole thing. You know, I'm going to be transparent with you all, but I just didn't want to have two intros in the recorded part of the show. <laughs> this is already this is already off to a, this is this is so much. This is great. This is great. This is just wonderful. So good. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome back, Piggy for more resident evil fun oh man today ladies and gentlemen (laughs) today ladies and gentlemen we are talking about resident evil extinction also called resident evil 3 but we're not calling it that because there's a game that's called resident evil 3 and it's way better than this movie and it makes sense yeah Exactly. <laughs> uh, this movie was released September 21st, 2007. Three days before my 16th birthday. <laughs> they love release. These, all these movies, I guess, came out around my birthday. So cool, I guess. I do remember watching this uh, in high school I, it, when it came out. It was like, it must have came out, just came out on DVD. And I watched it and I was like, okay. I don't remember, I don't know if I enjoyed it back then, but I must have not enjoyed it because I didn't watch the rest of the series, so <laughs> thank you, Resident Evil Extinction. More or less where I was um, with the movies when they first came out. This was the last one that I saw and I saw this one after it went to DVD because I the second one I disliked so much that I refused to go see this one in theaters. The second one I did see in theaters, though. So, yeah. Uh, so this movie uh was budgeted at forty-five million dollars, and guess what? It made over a hundred million dollars. So guess what? We're getting another Resident Evil movie. This movie grossed one hundred forty-seven million dollars worldwide, the box office, and you know what that means. We've talked about it every single week. We talk about these movies. If you make over a hundred million dollars, or you just really destroy your budget, uh. You're gonna get. They're gonna ask you to make another movie. Uh, this movie is the last Resident Evil film to not be directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. This movie was directed by Paul McCahey. McCahey. I I can't pronounce this man's last name. Uh, his move. His well-known work is Highlander from 1986, uh, and he directed 40 episodes of the MTV show Teen Wolf. Oh, and if and if anybody cares, he directed uh, the Scorpion King, two. Not that that's important, but there you go. That's pretty much what he's well known for. And of course, uh, this movie. Um, I think this was actually the last movie he directed, uh, like a actual like theater uh, experience movie. You know. So yeah, yippee! But again, it was written by Paul W. S. Anderson because. 
Of course it was. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely, why not? So as we always do in the show, we're going to go around. Well, it's only me and Piggy today. So what we're going to do is we're, me and Piggy are going to discuss what we thought of the movie. We're going to do some trivia. We're going to talk about some trivia uh, about the movie. Um, Piggy, if you have like, you know, we have Piggy here because she's a Resident Evil uh mostly the video games <laughs> expert when they take things from the video games and put them in the movies and stuff exactly the third movie didn't fucking do that all they had was nemesis and like a couple other characters that pertained to the storyline but not like it that's about it that's about all there was and like some little nods where they were like Here's all these weird camera angles. And you were like, yep, well, that's from the game. And it's just like, well, it made sense in the game. Yeah. Which is uh, why none of us thought about it when we were watching the movie. Because it made sense there and it didn't make sense here. I mean, the only but, thing... <laughs> the only thing I picked up in this movie uh, that <laughs> related to the games was the fact that they uh, included Claire. Um, there's several things that I think are better, but they should have been put into the second, like the movie should have been done in reverse and the second movie, like extinction shouldn't have been part of the plot line at all. Like you can obviously tell that extinction was supposed to be the end of the line. They had nothing else that was going to be fun, but they kind of wanted to leave it open end. Cause what if we break that 100? Like mark where we got to make another movie but this movie was obviously they had no idea what they were doing and they were running out of ideas and there's some good parts in it from the games that i'm just like yeah but those parts should have been reversed and it's just there's there's a lot here that would have been a lot better if the movies had been reversed. Yeah. <sighs> but I also am just left with so many questions. I have so many questions. Like, why, when people turn to zombies, did it make the earth turn into a desert? Yeah, what the... What? Why? Uh. I'm real confused why humans dying means that the earth also dies too when in actuality humans dying would be like the best thing to happen to the earth and it would become this plush green beautiful landscape it's been proven (laughs) it has been proven so i'm real confused why all of a sudden we're watching mad max yes Um, this is resident evil mad max or mad max resident evil (laughs) Mad Max did great. So they were just like, and this is before the newest one came out, which also did great. But right. this is like, yeah, Mad Max did great. So we're going to just Do something Mad similar. Max yeah. with Alice and zombies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie, to be honest, <laughs> I feel like you can tell that as these movies go on, uh, the production, you know, they're getting more money, which is weird because their their budget's really not going up much between every no. movie. Uh, I think, you know, the first one was was between thirty and thirty five million. This one only had a forty four million dollar budget, and this one looked visually it looked better than 
the last two. A lot of, I did was not a lot of pra- or not a lot of CGI in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say they did a lot more practical, which is ultimately what did them right in this movie. That's probably the only thing that I would say that went right for them. Because, like, the crow that they have where they, like, zoom in on it and they're like, they've been eating infected flesh. And it shows his eyes, like, really close. You can tell his eyes CGI'd because it, like, pulsates. Yeah. But the rest of the crow was a crow. (laughs) It was a real-life bird. Um, And I do believe a lot of the crows that were actually there weren't CGI'd. They were, like a flock of crows that they just kind of got different pictures of yeah. and then see them together rather yeah. than CGIing the actual birds. Yeah. They, they, um, I think you get like a seat. I think the only CGI is probably like when they're flying, mm-hmm. like they're, 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 they're flying around. And then of course, when they're attacking people, yeah. um, I feel like they, that was mostly CGI and probably some practical effects, especially when they do like close-ups of like the birds attacking the actor that might have been some practical, but I couldn't tell because it was all happening so fast. Like everything they do with these movies, everything's got to happen a mile, like a hundred miles an hour. I'm so lost or I'm just getting a headache because it's everything's so fast. And everything's just got to swoop, swoop, swoop everywhere. And you're just like, my neck can only handle so much swooping in a movie. But like, so part of the movie that like they really should have switched um and like i don't want i don't want super spoilers because we're gonna like you're gonna explain the movie later on but so they brought out the tyrant in this movie which the tyrant is a lower level form of the nemesis yeah and like the nemesis is the is the more refined version and the way it goes is the the tyrant. So it's zombies, tyrant, and then nemesis, and then Mr. X. And there's some stages in between that, but those are the main stages of like having a controllable bioweapon. That's where it went. And so the fact that they used the they used the nemesis and killed him in the last movie. <laughs> But they turned around and they have a tyrant in this movie and they're like, well, we used Alice's DNA for the tyrant, which indicates that the tyrant is higher than the nemesis, but he's less evolved. Right. And I just, I'm glad they used a tyrant finally after it took them three movies to include something that was in the first game, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately it had to be that shitty doctor. Yeah. <sighs> Spoiler yes. chat. Who cares? We're going to be talking about this anyways. Um, yeah. I, just... uh, it, I feel so. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to say about this movie. I didn't hate watching it. Like I, I feel like I enjoyed it, but I had to erase in my head that this, that it's resident evil. Like, I just mm-hmm. had to be like, this is just a, a cool, like, in my in my mind, I'm like, this is just a cool zombie movie. Like, let's just ignore yeah. the fact that it's Resident Evil. The only really indications that it's connected to Resident Evil as a whole Thanks. is Umbrella and uh, uh, Claire, because she's in the games. 
She doesn't do anything like this yeah. in the games, but she's in the games, everybody. She's a very popular character in the video games. Uh, it, like that's it. That, and then there's zombies. Like that's it. Other than that, this is just a, in my, I mean, to be honest, I, I enjoyed watching this movie, but I, I just had to erase from my mind that it was Resident Evil. Because, like, why? Like, this, <laughs> stop it. Was Stop it tarnishing Jill a good franchise? In the last game, who was wearing? I think it's Jill who wears the blue. Yeah, she was. Outfit. Yeah. She, yeah. So, the thing that threw me off is like Claire is not wearing Claire's outfit. They gave no. her like these weird, grungy, muddy brown yeah. clothes. They didn't give her anything red. So, like, yeah. my brain doesn't even process that it's Claire. And then, right. whatever happened to Jill? Like so, the uh, trivia I have for that is that the actress who played Jill, uh, Sienna Gilroy, uh, she was offered the choice to reprise her role as Jill Valentine, but she had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts because she was in the movie Aragon, which came out uh, I think the year prior, but it was probably filming at the same time. Um, yeah. But there, from what I have seen, is that she does return in the franchise. Hopefully, probably won't tell you where the fuck she was. Um, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't really a huge fan of uh, her character in Apocalypse. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was cool in her fight scenes, but the actress playing her, I feel like was just kind of just it didn't she didn't feel right in that role. And I would have I wouldn't have given a shit if they just recast it. I'm at a point where I don't care if they recast everybody except for alice like you keep mila yeah. as alice you can't recast her i mean her husband wrote these stupid movies so she ain't going anywhere but yeah that was the reason why jill wasn't in the movie uh i feel like that was why they probably introduced claire in this movie um they probably were supposed to have jill be in the claire or yeah in the claire role and then yeah. what they were going to do is meet claire later on because i know I've, I mean, I've read into things. I, maybe I shouldn't talk about it, but both the Redfields show up in yeah. these movies. So well, they have uh, everybody who's named in the movies, um, everybody in the games who has a name, they yeah. show up at least for a small portion in the movies. Every yeah. single person, including Nikolai. Like, I think the they, only they have everybody. Yeah, I think the only character from the games... A, a huge prominent character from the games that was not in any of these movies was Leon. Yes. I don't think Leon because, shows up. Um, I do believe Leon, like I, I can't tell you if he shows up in any of the other movies. I haven't watched them. I've I never seen think past he does, three. but don't, I mean, I haven't seen him either. So I, who knows? But who knows? I do believe that at the time there was a question why Alice was used and not Leon. And because Leon is like the main the main character, right? Like, right. even though everybody kind of is equal in everything, except yeah. for Claire. Claire's the one who gets the least amount of time in games. Yeah. Um, but if they like, if they had had Leon in here, it would have kind of fought because at the time, um, in Japan they were making the animated movies. And I do believe that there was a there was a little bit of back and forth of them putting Leon in the movies in the in these movies, which are technically the American movies. Um, 
there was a lot of back and forth to put him in there, but because it would kind of combat with having him in the animated movies for money. Right, right. They wanted people to want both. And if you have Leon in two different movies, they're going to sacrifice one. Right. So even if they have no, even if they have no connection to each other, because the yeah. animated movies and these live action movies, they don't link up. No. They're not the same. The the animated are are loyal to the games. They go along with the game lore where these movies are just created by Paul W.S. Anderson. They just sprinkled Resident Evil, you know, prop, you know, things from the games into the movies, but they have no connection. Um yeah, and I'm very excited about the live action show coming out on Netflix. I really hope that it does good because I believe it's supposed to. Isn't it supposed to be pretty much just a live action version of the first game? Supposedly, um, it's supposed to be as close to a one by one as we can get. But I'll take it. There's always discrepancies, right? There are things you can do in video games that you can't do on screen that are going to make sense. So, and this is going to be, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm very excited to see what goes on with all of this and to see how this works because they're trying to follow the game, but I'm super excited because the actors and the actresses that they've picked for all of the roles are actually good actors and actresses for these roles. They didn't pick them because they looked like the people. They picked them because they can act like the people. And I am hyped for this. I'm just like, oh, yes. Yes, Give me Jill Valentine, who looks nothing like Jill Valentine. Give me this. (laughs) Like... Claire Redfield, totally different lady now. Wesker, totally different dude. Ready for this. I am living for this. Oh, but... boy, we got to meet Wesker in this movie. <laughs> First thing my wife goes is, why is he wearing sunglasses? I'm like, Can it's just this. That Wesker just looks like a, like a dollar store M&M. Like, why is he wearing glasses? Why is he wearing sunglasses? Uh, because he's he wears them in the games. It's his thing. Let's not question these. So they were like, this will make him look like Wesker, even though he doesn't have, like, it's, it strikes me as odd because throughout this whole series so far, they have tried really hard to cast people who looked like the game characters. Yes. Real hard. Yeah. And then we get to Wesker and... Wesker just looks like your normal dude with bleached, poorly bleached hair. Not even like, yeah, he's blonde. No, it looks like he dumped a bottle of peroxide on his head on accident. And I'm just like, you guys used all your budget. (laughs) Had to just pull the nearest dude who would dye his hair blonde. Okay. So I believe that he... The guy, so he was, I believe he was recast for the future films because I believe Wesker, I mean, of course, Wesker's gonna, I believe Wesker's gonna be in the future films. But I mean, the way that this movie ends, even, (laughs) uh, yeah, uh, Wesker probably is gonna be back. If, if Wesker doesn't die by Chris punching a boulder, I'm gonna be angry. (laughs) Good old, good old Resident Evil (laughs) 5. Yeah, I 
that's the only thing from any of the games that if you could have that in the movie that I really, really need them to have in the shows or movies. Like I really need them to have Chris punching a boulder into lava. I need this. We need it. In my life. Give it to us. These movies have been out for years, but give us, give it to us. People who haven't seen these movies yet. Um, (laughs) so Allie Larder was largely cast in this movie because of her performance in the final and the first two final destination movies. Okay. Because that's how you rate people acting by a movie like Final Destination and Final Destination 2. Billsbury, hello. Much love to you. Thanks for being here. Yes. Final <laughs> Destination, known for its good acting. That's exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched that movie and, you know, Devin Sawa, he's a, he's a star. Then you don't see him in anything. So, <laughs> I... I don't know. I just have so many qualms with this movie. Like I'm I'm trying to pinpoint like a linear process to go through, but every time I'm just like okay, this one point, point that's like the next the next dot to jump to. Yeah. And then my brain's like, "Yeah, but okay, this." And like just loops back around into this weird thing that doesn't connect. So, I'm going to say <laughs> sorry. I'm going to jump around a lot in this movie, but okay. this movie jumps around a lot. Yes, <laughs> it does. So many things are happening. What the fuck? And so many things happen several times. Holy crap. Like, they comment on the fact that they're almost out of gas several times. Yes. And it's like, I understand you're out of you're out of gas, and now you have to go to a big city. Like, the fact that you haven't done that, and the big cities have been consumed by sand. Also, where the fuck did all this sand come from? I am just confused the world is infected and now the entire world is a desert what we're a desert but over in alaska it's fine (laughs) yeah exactly pillsbury almost out of gas and i just (laughs) and you have all these trucks but it's like okay so you've had all these trucks and you haven't filled the giant gas tanker with gas yeah yeah because and it's been several years which i believe gasoline only has a life expectancy of like a year and a half max yeah so why have they not made a homestead yet (laughs) why are they just driving around in the desert doing whatever because it it literally states here that they're the this Resident Evil's major influence was Mad Max 2. No shit. This literally is a mad this is like an un like a just a a a B version of a Mad Max movie. It's it's ridiculous. We did like the the whole backdrop to this movie was like this makes no sense. Yeah. They were like, ju- okay, so Resident Evil, but also Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. And it's like but Resident Evil wasn't even Resident Evil last Resident Evil movie, and now you're making Mad Max Resident Evil edition. Like, <laughs> Yep. So this movie wasn't even screened to critics because of the fact that critics lambasted the first two movies. So they said, fuck it, we're not even going to show critics this movie. Maybe you should have. 
You probably should have because this was garbage. See, like, this is just... <laughs> Resident Evil franchise, the, the, the movie franchise that we are reviewing, uh, this, is, this, this is exactly like Transformers. They just keep on making garbage movies because they keep making money because people are like, oh, it's another Resident Evil, gotta go see it. And you're like, no, th if you don't go see it, they won't make any more. Or they might, or they might look at it and go, maybe we should uh, make a movie based on the game, the actual fucking game. Just be a normal person and yeah. upload it off the internet and don't pay money for it. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, Pillsbury, we're gonna get to that. Jesus. Yeah, we will. We're gonna get to all these points because holy, holy moly, we're gonna go over like all of this movie without you having to do a recap of the whole movie because the whole movie doesn't make sense. Yes. So, like, it throughout the movie, let's talk about one of the first scenes, the opening scene, actually. It is the opening scene. Let's talk about this, where she wakes up in the shower. And oh, you're just my like, God, oh, what? Is this a recap of Why the first one? <laughs> and you're so excited because it's like the recap of the first one. And you're just like, yeah, it's going to make sense. And they do that. And then suddenly she's in a, she's, in like a, a hospital and she's almost getting chopped in half and yep. she's got to live through the like little like zip zops. she got to live through that. Then she ends up in a hospital. She almost gets sliced in half like a nice sandwich and she keeps walking and then the little lid just goes and it spins around and shoots her. Yep. And then suddenly, oh no, you're in the middle of a desert. There's a bunch of zombies everywhere and there is a giant pit filled with Alice's who all only have injuries across the waist, meaning they have all died from this one trial, from the yep. end portion of the trial. So they were all smart enough to get to the end. And there's yep. like 30 of them laying there, just yep. dead as can be. And there, there's just hundreds of zombies there. Okay, so first... First of all, we're going to ignore the fact that there's like 30 Alice's just hanging out there. Let's talk about the fact that there are just zombies in the middle of the desert and it's pretty well the Sahara out there. Yeah. Yep. The human body will literally cook in Death Valley temperatures if you have no protection. So these zombies are anywhere between like a couple days old and a couple years old, right? Yep. Oh, Their bodies would have cooked to the point where they couldn't function. They couldn't walk. Even if their cells have regenerative abilities and they are constantly regenerating and just working themselves until they stop existing, those cells would have stopped existing already. So, <laughs> so Cammy's saying that the ocean evaporated into space because virus. Stupid. If they said that and I missed it, I'm glad I missed. It's stupid, dumb, and no, they're not. Re they're rebuke. They're rebooting the Resident Evil uh, franchise into a show. It's it's going to be a show on Netflix, and it's going to be a direct rip of the games. Not this. No more of so, this. There is currently an animated series that is being yes. created. Is there one that just came out too? Right. Yes, that's the one that I'm talking about. There's the animated series. It's a series yeah. that is coming out. 
And then there's the live action series that they are doing, which is supposed to be as close to a one by one as you can get. Whereas the animated series is supposed to kind of have spinoffs and it's supposed to have different routes and stuff like that. So it's not technically canon. It's just different ways to view the same story. And the things you can do with an animated show versus a live action are different. Um, the animated series is supposed to be something that is supposed to satiate the diehard people who are like, these people are supposed to look a specific way. That's what that's for. Yeah. It's supposed to satiate them so they kind of shut their mouths. Yeah. Whereas a live action is like, we have good actors and actresses doing this part, not people who look like these people. So... It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of Resident Evil shit coming out within the next couple of years because we got four coming out. We got nine coming out. We have a reboot of, I think, Veronica that's made by fans that's coming out. We've got all these shows. We've got all the animated movies. Like, Wait, have they, have they announced that they're going to be making nine? Yeah, nine's been in production for years. Oh. I because I I was listening to a lot of reviews on the game and I was they were I don't know so no one had ever said that Capcom had said that they were making a ninth game. So when nine was announced, um, well, it's not announced announced. It's just they were like, "Yep, we're working on it." We have mm. no word about anything though. Um, it has been in production since roughly the end of seven. Okay. So it will be, when it's released, it will be the longest worked on Resident Evil out of any of them. So I'm taking that this is going to be like their big finale. I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. This is Fast and the Furious, everybody. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, next thing I know, I'm going to be informed that Resident Evil is going to be filmed in my hometown, and it's just going to be weird. Um... <laughs> It seems like every show, like every long series comes to die in my hometown. And it's just like, oh, that's sad. That's sad. Because there was a Fast and the Furious film. I, I think say, Fast and the Furious. I wouldn't say they're failures. Involved. I mean, they're making a fuck ton of movies. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Need for Speed. You're talking oh, about Need Aaron Paul. Speed. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're all exactly the same. Yep. Just it really is. Um, so uh, there was an unused scene from the original script where Alice manages to hack into the files of Umbrella. Uh, it is revealed that her real name is not Alice Abernathy, but Janice Prospero. Does anyone give a shit? No. No. Okay. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> that means nothing to me. This is actually a pretty cool fact, uh, especially since, you know, I'm, I mean, we all love music here. Uh, the, uh, ocu the, the music that was used in the first theatrical trailer for this movie was the Crystal Methods' I Know It's You. And Mila Jovovich is the singer. Uh, she provides the vocals wailing for the song, which was released three years before this movie even came out. So let's throw more Mila in there. Hey, guys, this song, it's Mila. Go see this movie. You're like, what the fuck? Okay. Let's go watch Resident Evil. Acted by Mila, voiced by Mila. Also, music by Mila. Side characters by Mila. Special effects by Mila. Like, um, Jensen Ackles, uh, was it was rumored to be cast as Leon Kennedy, 
and uh, never happened. Boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Raccoon City, uh, when they show the aerial shots, is clearly Detroit, Michigan. Can I <laughs> perfect. just say that I really love perfect? Perfect. No offense to anybody who's from Detroit, but if you're gonna put in an apocalyptic city like Raccoon City, what's better than using Detroit as your background? Poor Detroit. They couldn't have used any other city. Anything uh, else. Yeah, right. They oh, gotta man. have around Detroit. Like, but can I just say that I really enjoyed their use of um of plague ink in that aerial view. So mm, yeah. When it like zooms out and everything's like the red spider webs going everywhere, I was like, "Wow, someone played plaguing." Uh, well, it's funny because um, seeing that scene, having not seen it for fourteen years, uh, I watched uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes recently because that movie's fantastic, and I can't wait to talk about those at some point. Uh, but at the end of the movie, it shows how the avian flu or the the ape flu is being spread around the country and they do the same graphic. It's like, yeah. it's going from here to here to coming from here. To, oh, and then it spreads out and you're like, well, thank God it was at the end during the credits and not, I have to watch this like as part of the movie. Like, Oh, stop it. So we, of course they have to throw more, um, Alice in Wonderland references into these movies. Of course, the main character's name is Alice. Uh, the We had the Red Queen in Resident Evil, and now we had the White Queen in this movie. Um, and Why? Just, I don't know. Because <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Why the White queen? Like, yeah. why do we have the Queen at all? Yeah. Why does she even exist? The, the no. guy died. <laughs> the, no. the whole system went kabloop. Like, yeah. why is she there? I guess she's the anyway. she was the backup system. I don't fucking know. Um, and also the song that plays uh, after the movie ends is called The White Rabbit. <laughs> there you go. All of your lovely Alice in Wonderland references in these in this movie. <sighs> do we have do okay, so we probably should are we are we gonna talk about this now? Are we gonna do the plot breakdown? Oh so painful. Let's talk about it. I shouldn't complain so much. I've I've reviewed some. I've already reviewed some pretty garbage movies on this podcast. So this isn't the worst movie on this. Yeah, like watching it. So these movies are definitely going the way less so of let's make this good for people who enjoy Resident Evil, and it's becoming far more let's make this good for people who are just watching it. Yes, and let's make it a good so action like, movie. Yeah. So Resident Evil One. Um, like, like I have mentioned that last time at the time before I am biased. I love Resident Evil one because it's got the story. It's got like, it all combines really nice to me. It's got the action. It's got the stuff. CGI is trash, but Hey, what can you do? But like, so (laughs) they went from having a story to just having less and less of a story they went from like having a whole book worth of a story to the next movie they had like a children's book like 10 page book worth of a story and now this one they're like we got one sheet (laughs) yeah like that's what we're doing with story here which 
doesn't make me really enjoy a movie, but at least the action scenes in this one kept me entertained. Whereas in the second movie, the action scenes were just very in your face and almost like, I would say almost abusive (laughs) with how bad the action scenes were. Like this one, they're starting to learn that like, if you're going to swoop around, you have to make it make sense and you have to use things appropriately. So that way the scene actually makes sense. It's not just a cut and paste with a wiggly camera. So it's Uh, not, (laughs) not horrible to watch, but not a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be honest, none of these movies have been good. Uh, I think my thing is will it keep does it keep me entertained for the duration of of the the time that they're giving me which the nice thing about uh, the resident evil movies at least so far um is that they're short they're not very long they're only like an hour and 30 minutes which is perfect because if this was two hours long i would hate everything about it but the fact that it's like you know turned it on it's bad, but it it's over. It feels like it, it gets over quickly, and I'm and I like it. I also want to just state that uh, when I rank these movies, um, I'm not ranking them as Resident Evil movies. I'm just ranking these as movies that I like enjoyed. I'm I I I've just I've gotten to the point where it's like, what? Where am I looking? Where am I looking now? If, these if aren't the movie, Resident Evil. No, if it's good, it's a good action movie with some cool effects and you know cool set pieces. I'm probably gonna vote it first. Okay, because this isn't Resident Evil. Like, it's not. It's not. They just put the name there and as a recognition. They sprinkled some Resident Evil things like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Remember that from the game? And you're just like, ah, please just name them something else. But no, because they wouldn't have made money. They would have been better, but they wouldn't have made the money that uh, they made as being marketed as Resident Evil. Just throwing it out there. The name brings people to the theaters. People see, like, even, I mean, Red, I mean, you got to think, like, Resident Evil has been out for, since 1996. People see that name on anything, they're going to go see it, regardless if they saw the first two and were like, those were garbage. They're still going to go see it. I've seen all the Transformers movies in theaters. I'm the idiot who kept making, who kept helping them make more of those stupid ass movies. Because it, guess what? It says Transformers, and I'm like, I love Transformers. Let's see if this one's any better. Nope. Robots nope. 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 you're like running in there, and you're just like, this is trash. <laughs> stop. I'm the idiot who keeps doing that. So the only way that they're going to stop making these long franchises of garbage movies is if people, dumb people like me, stop going to see them. <sighs> And to be honest, this isn't even my least favorite Resident Evil movie so far. And I'm getting no. so worked up. I ah. I actually prefer this over two. And the reason why is because now they've gotten so far from the actual storyline of Resident Evil that it's circled back around. And it's actually kind of good. Because now it's its own thing. Yeah. If well, I agree. This would have been all of this if they had gotten rid of the first one where they went down into the hive and all that bullshit and whatever on it, actually, no, even if they had kept everything, if they had just changed everything's name and gotten rid of the the stupid umbrella symbol that doesn't mean anything now, yep. and they just would have called this Left for Dead, I'd have liked it more. 
There we go. I would have liked it way more if it would have been like, this is Left for Dead. This is the story of Left for Dead that is pulled away from, like, because Left for Dead doesn't really have a lot of story. It's a co-op. You go in and you shoot. And you shoot all these zombies, and there are different zombies with different powers. So if those zombies have different powers, who's to say that there's not a human who is immune to the virus itself, but also gains those powers, right? Yep. So, like, it would have made sense. Would have made more sense than Resident Evil ever could have with its label on this. If we're going the video game route, but... Like, if we're just going a different route, it should have just not had Resident Evil on it. And it probably would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. The biggest, I mean, the biggest issue was, I think when, you know, Paul W. Sanderson wrote the first movie, I think he tried to get as close as he could to writing something that was similar to the game, to the first game, or just kind of bring that element in. Fell. Thanks for the lurk, buddy. Um, and then it just went bonkers. Like, he continued. He is the writer for every single fucking one of these, and he just like I felt like he just doesn't care about the 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 name. He doesn't care about Resident Evil enough to really you know make good. Like you have so much lore and so much story with the games. I mean, at this point, I mean, how many games? Uh, when did Resident Evil Four come out? 2008. Okay, so this movie came out before that. But you still had a few games that you could have pulled from and made it better. But you didn't. You just keep giving us this. And like we said before, this isn't even my least favorite Resident Evil movie. This is probably my favorite. And I'll say it right now, even though we're going to do the rankings at the end of the show. Um, 2005. I was three years off. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, just a lot of lot of lore you could pull from, but of 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 course you take, you you just, well, at least there's you know at least Nemesis was in it, or at least you know, ooh, look, Claire Redfield, but it's not Claire Redfield; it's just a woman named Claire Redfield. It's the same thing as freaking like, oh, look, there's Jill Valentine wearing that outfit she wore in Resident Evil Three. Okay, cool. Yeah. Why is this Alice chick here? Oh, and why does she have superpowers? Like, what the fuck is going on? What is going on here? On the topic of her being psychic and wondering why the fuck she's even there? It's just so bonkers. She's getting all the news of all of the... If she's getting all of the memories of all of her clones... And all of her clones are getting her memories. Why do they all not remember that they all died at an exact point in time? And why does she not know where they are? Yeah. A lot of why continuity errors. Press it on. When she goes down and she sees all of the clones, why is she not like, oh, yep, I remember yeah. this. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, no, it's all this weird revelation now that she's a clone and there's thousands of her. And it's just like, yep. <sighs> all right a lot of <laughs> we are almost 45 minutes into this in this shit we haven't even started the plot yet oh we're in for a wild ride 
It's this, wild. <laughs> this movie opens to an eye. <gasps> Alice waking up. Oh my God. Why is this scene happening again? That was literally what I said. Why is it happening? It's the scene from the first movie. She's waking up with the, the shower curtain draped over. Her. Guess what? No nips in this movie. No, I don't even think this movie was. Was this movie even rated R? No, maybe. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was like the bloodiest one they had made or something like that. But yeah, the no egregious uh, nudity like uh, the first two. We didn't need to see Alice's nipples for no reason. Um, but she's walking through. But oh, wait, this is a little bit different than the original scene because she walks into the laser room and she sees flashbacks. And then she's dodging all them lasers, doing the cool moves where, oh, one laser hits the tip of her dress. Oh, and then as she goes into the, the ceiling, the laser hits her shoe and cuts a little slice off her heel. Ooh, cool. So now nice she's, for sure. Yep. Now she's walking in, uh, in a hospital, walking down the hallway, and uh, a blade just comes out of nowhere from the floor, just and almost cuts her in half. But she dodges it, she backs up, and then just the next the next scene is her walking past it without actually dodging it. Like, does it have a read? Does it have a cooldown time? It's like 30 second cooldown until we can activate this goddamn. Holy shit. Most dangerous hospital in the universe. Um, Just be taking agent to slice them in half. Yeah. And then I must've looked away for about a half a second. What the hell hits her? Uh, so she walks forward and there's like a little, there's an invisible laser. It is invisible. There is no line. There is no nothing. And she just does this like little boop. And when she kind of steps forward, you hear a click and it just goes click. And then this little disc thing just like floats up from the, from the floor, just floats. It's not on anything. It's just a little UFO looking thing. And then it's just like, and it's got uh, these little tiny barrels, and then it goes and it shoots like there we it, go. Yeah, a lot. It shoots a lot. How they have so much ammo inside of that little tiny thing, I will have no idea. Yeah. So. Well, Alice is down, everybody. She's down. And then we see uh, a few uh, gentlemen dressed up in their hazmat suits come by and one takes his helmet off and it is the evil Dr. Isaacs from the end of Apocalypse. Um, oh my God, is this, a, this is an Alice clone as the other two uh, hooded gentlemen carry the dead Alice clone's body outside, throw her in a giant pit filled with other clones of Alice. Oh, what the hell is going on? And then we get a really cool title card and by that it is garbage because it literally looks like the transformers title card literally it's like identical and it's bad and they came out the same year funny enough the first transformers in this so cool um we get alice voicing over uh of an alice voiceover describing how the world is fucked by the t-virus and uh if cammy actually is correct if they did say this in the movie oh no i don't have a i don't have a virus but thank you Vast being stupid um if if that is true it is stupid so the virus has caused is all over the world it's the the world's fucked and the oceans are gone okay this this just keeps going 
zombie. All the oceans dry up because science. Yep, science. Alice is on a motorcycle, looking looking like a modern badass cowboy. Like her outfit in this movie, best outfit she has in the in all the movies I've seen so far. I love this outfit. The only thing is, like, I mean, I guess it's hot, so wearing shorts is one thing. But you're wearing a trench coat in the desert. That's hot as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um. So well, she's hearing. Well, we yeah, she uh, she hears a distress a distress call coming from a news station, um, and so she goes there, uh, meets up with a woman who's sitting in a chair facing away from her, holding a a baby. She's like, "Please help my baby!" But we all know it's a trap, and it's a weird hillbilly cannibal family. Because we need one of these in a zombie movie. Um. They're actually a rapist cannibal family because they literally get they literally pin her down and then one of them is about to rape her and the family's just over there licking their damn chops watching it happen. And then, of course, Alice kicks the dude in the face and kills him. Okay. Yep. (laughs) And Um, Mama is just like, you killed Danny or whatever his name was. And She's like, he's dead. And it's just like, Marguerite, is that you? Um, <laughs> oh, man. This is where they got the inspiration. <laughs> how much blood came out of that? Like, oh did he God. bite his tongue off and you break his neck? Because breaking someone's neck backwards like that is actually really tough. Oh, it's goodness. real hard. Uh, So we get zombie. We get more zombie pooches. They're back. <laughs> Because they're the best. They're the best part. Uh, Alice gets thrown into like a pit, and then they t- and then they release um, some some newer looking zombie pooches. They don't look like the ones from uh, One and Apocalypse. They're kind of different. They look like a different breed of dog, but similar um, effects. Uh, they did look uh, like when they are together, kind of just walking around they look practical or they look like real dogs. And then you can tell when they're CG, when they start attacking her, but Alice uh, breaks free and kicks the shit out of all these dogs. Also, she is able to knock down a pillar that is that, that the hillbilly family is standing on and pretty much makes like a ramp. She runs up the ramp. The last dog runs up or there's two dogs chasing her up there and the two dogs end up attacking the hillbilly family instead. And Alice escapes good dogs yep um we then get a scene of a zombie just munching down on a roadside snack in the middle of the road and that's when we get the caravan run by claire motherfucking redfield but guess what resident evil fans she's not the claire redfield you uh remember she's just a woman named claire redfield uh and also that's almost red yeah i mean don't get me wrong i like Allie larder i don't think she's a terrible actress but i don't i did not like her in most of the scenes she was in in this movie she was very dry and some of her emotions just did not fit for certain situations um like (laughs) i mean we'll get to that scene but i'll talk about it right now when the guy who's like in charge of the radios and shit when he's getting attacked and she's shooting all the zombies around him with a shotgun she's like and I'm like, I don't believe you. The fuck is happening? <laughs> like, 
I just have, I don't feel like Claire Redfield was Claire Redfield. And what ended up happening was I forgot that, um, like, I keep wanting to think that Claire Redfield was in number two, but it's actually Jill. But every time I think about it, I want to say it's Claire because I don't remember Claire from this game. And I like Claire more than I like Jill in the game. So my brain just wants to switch the two <laughs> because it wants to like her. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I liked Jill in the second movie. Like, yeah, she's not the greatest in the universe. But you know what? As far as characters go... She's pretty okay in the movie. Mm. But Claire was just not great. So we get to, so we're, uh, Carlos is back. And so is LJ. Because he was one of why the best not? characters in two. So why not bring him back? We then He's cut the to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The and then we meet some other, we meet uh, Ashanti's character, Betty who was a just an absolute throwaway of a character, just more of a LJ love interest. Um, and she gets yoinked very early in this movie. Uh, but hey, we're going to the hive. I, at least I think it's the hive. Is this the hive? Where the beatings are being held and where the scientists are doing all their work? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I cannot tell you for sure or not if this is the original hive or if this is a new one i mean i feel like umbrella being the gigantic corporation it is uh probably has more than one but yeah. i could be wrong i mean this these movies are batshit crazy so who knows but it's surprisingly similar like the yeah. construction is almost identical which makes me like really confused yeah um, can, we, can these movies uh can these movies stop with the stupid 3d looking like pan in when you're going into the hive like you see like the the highlighted person walking down the hallway but then it goes like we don't need this video game looking shit okay stop it just put us in the damn hive we know where we are we don't need this weird looking 3d model thing that zooms in and oh there it is or in the I'm like stop it just just stop it it looks terrible <laughs> it's just bad uh, but yeah, we go to the hive and there is a board meeting going on. Don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, actually, no, they're talking about trying to domesticate the zombies. Like Isaacs wants to, to try to get the zombies to not just be flesh eating, you know, monsters. Um, he wants to try to try to turn them back pretty much. Um, and yeah. guess what, everybody? Wesker's there and he's wearing his cool sunglasses. But this Wesker looks terrible, so it's so bad yeah. it's such a bad wesker yeah so yeah they're talking about things uh zombie related things about how well pretty much they're talking about like how ev like zombies are just so bad everywhere and then isaac comes in and he's talking about uh how you know he wants to continue his experiments about pretty much trying to get zombies to not be you know zombies anymore trying to get them back to as human as they can be domesticate them and try to stop the craziness that's going on around the world which just all sounds like a great idea um and alice really loving them slow-mo kills as she drives up to uh, a gas station we're in the desert sorry sorry if i i didn't cut you know myself as much as they cut in these movies uh she is we're back with alice she's in the desert she stops at a gas station she sees a zombie gas station attendant she's looking through the viewfinder or the scope 
of uh, a crossbow. And she said, and the guy's name is Steve. And she goes, sorry, Steve. And then shoots him with a really cool slow-mo uh, crossbow kill right to the head. Yep. Actually wasn't terrible. I'm, I, I saw when I watched the scene, I was like, I've seen worse slow-mo shots. Like this was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, she's looking for gas because I guess the only thing you can do in this world is just drive, drive, drive. Uh, so she's looking oh, for gas. Stay somewhere too long, then they find you. Yes, exactly. Because that's I still so, questions. Yeah. So she tries to use the pump. No gas in the pump. She goes into the gas station. She's armed and ready because you never know when them zombies are going to be coming out of somewhere. And, uh, you know, the first thing you should do is look behind that closed door. So it was a wise choice. She opens it up. It's a rotting corpse. A lot of flies. Uh, she can't really handle it. She's like about to throw up. Um, and then we see crows and then we see the crow perch it on Steve's shoulder, uh, gnawing on his eyeball. And foreshadowing to events that are going to happen later on in the movie. Uh, Alice uh, listens to the radio broadcast from Claire's team, and man, as the as this caravan is driving down the road, the music they put in here, the music in this movie was just so thumping the whole time, just just like somebody is just wailing yeah. on their guitar the whole time, and that just gives you that Mad Max feel, even though Someone this is. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my ears, but yeah. <laughs> we then see the caravan pull up to a motel. Um the I can't remember what the hell his name is. What was the guy, the radio guy's name? Otto? Uh was he the one who was riding the driving the bus? No, the the it was the other guy. It was the guy who was like in charge of like the freaking surveillance screens and all that. He was the one that was getting eaten and Claire was like, no, I can't remember his name. name. Uh, But he like Carlos just, yeah. So they're calling out to see if anybody's there. Um, No one answers. So LJ and Carlos decide they're going to go search the motel and LJ is still rocking them sweet golden guns. Uh, and, uh, Carlos, so they decide to split up. So LJ, uh, wanders into a room and, oh my God, there's a zombie cop that attacks him. Amazing. Get a really crazy fight scene between him and the zombie. Um, and he, he LJ ends up killing that zombie and then he's sitting on the bed chilling. And that's when a, a chick zombie comes out of nowhere and just, beats the shit out of him and then ends up biting his stomach um or chest as like great like arm was it was it was just, okay like bites him in it's the like in the right chest here, yeah. like mid-tech. and yeah. i was just and we're like no and he's like fuck <laughs> he knows <laughs> yeah. but what does he do selfishly doesn't tell anybody that he got bit because why would you tell why anybody? would you why exactly. would you um, when you and, can definitely make a vaccine now, why would you? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and uh, so after all this happens, uh, he's getting fixed up by Betty, who's uh, played by Ashanti. And boy, I do not like her character at all. 
she was just <laughs> terrible, to be honest. She sucked. <laughs> she sucked. Uh, but she likes LJ, and she's not very subtle about it. She is no. just blatant about wanting to get with LJ. Um, and then we cut back to the hive where Isaacs is working with the with the zombies, and uh, they inject the zombie with the serum that he comes up with to try to get him to make him smart again. And they're talking, uh, and the zombie becomes aware and he starts doing things like a regular person would do doing, um, what, what does he do before he does the blocks? Uh, so he starts off, they hand him like a cell phone and it's totally turned off. There's nothing on it. And it's like this garbage little, like, itty bitty brick thing and he like picks it up and he like flips the thing down and he's just like yeah kind of thing like when you hand a little kid a phone it's it's like yeah and then um isaac is like he turns on a camera and he's like you try and he's just like (gasps) and like oh that's right he does he does the camera terrifies yeah those poor guards those yep. poor scientists whatever they were and they're just like and he's he's like stand your ground yeah and then then he starts the blocks yep and uh as he's doing the blocks he does like the first two blocks perfectly or maybe the first three who cares uh the two doctors assistant whatever the hell their names were uh they're like congratulations doctor you did it i'm like that's kind of that's kind of early to be kind of congratulating him on something that's been happening for 30 seconds. Like you, you what? Okay. And as the guy's pretty much like congratulating him, uh, the zombie, it starts turning back into like a, just an all out zombie. Cause he can't do the blocks and he's getting pissed off. And then he just ends up fucking chucking it. And then he just breaks his chains. Wow. What were they made out of plastic? Yeah. He then proceeds to kill the two doctors, uh, the assistants, whatever the hell they were, um, because Isaacs is a dick and he locks them in there to die with the zombie. Um, Isaacs is a fucking piece of shit. Like the fact that Isaacs is like, stand your ground with them. And then when they do stand their ground, he like does this cute little like peer away out of the <laughs> out of the glass room and shuts the doors and locks it and is like, bye. Yeah, he pretty, like, it's always that scene where it's it's the it's the guy. It's the, like the two people looking, but it's the one guy who's like on the wrong side of the wall. Like, ah, yeah. And he dies. Um, yep. We then cut back to Claire's team and they are in a pickle. Uh, they have no gas and um, there's a giant like sandstorm coming. Okay. Uh, so Smart. everybody yeah. park in the middle of the desert when there's a giant sandstorm coming. Yep. Right. Um, so everybody's, you know, hunkering down trying to, you know, get themselves prepared for the sandstorm. Uh, Claire goes into the there's I don't know if it was the motel or if it was a different place, but she was she saw the cigarette machine and we needed the thing where she's like really craving cigarettes. She goes into the machine and it's there's nothing there. And you're like, why do we need this? Why did we need this fucking scene? This these movies, (laughs) if they cut stupid scenes out of these movies, they'd only be like an hour long. We needed this scene because we needed to know how stressful living in the zombie uh, apocalypse is when you right. also live in Mad Max. Yep. 
So we find out that Alice is uh, trying to get to Alaska because she has gotten reports that there's a possibility that there are no infected there and it's isolated. So there probably if, if there are no zombies up there, there probably won't be any anytime soon. So that is where she wants to go. Uh, she's sleeping. And while she's sleeping, she dreams of uh, is she dreaming as the clone. Like, is she seeing the visions of the clone or is she seeing visions of like prior things that happened in like the other uh- movies? she's she's dreaming as the clone so like they're testing on a clone and she is seeing my impression is that she was seeing what the clone was seeing and when the clone died she wakes up gotcha all right that makes sense um and but while she's sleeping and she's dreaming and having a nightmare or whatever uh her telekinetic powers are are also working lifting everything up from rocks to her motorcycle and when she wakes up, everything falls and her motorcycle splits in half. And so now she has to walk everywhere. Um, we go back to the hive where Isaacs is talking to the white queen now, uh, since the red queen, I guess, is gone, destroyed. Uh, we got the white queen. I guess it must be her backup system. I don't know. Uh, but she senses uh, every time Alice uses her powers, uh, uh, the white queen's consensus. She tells uh Isaac's you know you know I think I've I think we might have found Alice but they need to be 100% positive before Wesker allows them to go out and capture her cuz they were at like 62% or something um so yeah so since Alice broke her motorcycle she's got to walk everywhere so she's wandering the desert like a badass cowboy or cowgirl I guess you would call her um then we meet the zombie crows and I was like, you're shitting me, right? We got fucking zombie crows now. Why not? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you get a cool scene where the crow is like, or you, you get the scene where you meet Kmart, which she won't tell you her name until she meets Alice. But uh, you got Kmart and uh, Claire sleeping in one of the vehicles and they hear like tapping on the, the roof. And so um, Kmart looks outside she looks on top of the car and then she starts seeing um, the crows are starting, like the crows are everywhere. And pretty much everybody just shut the fuck up and you won't alert the crows. Well, one of the crows lands on the bus and you get the really cool shot of it. Like its eye is all fucking red because it's, and they're like, why is it like that? Oh, it's because it's been eating infected flesh. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they all start, they all want to drive away, but unfortunately the ambulance that is uh, occupied by Betty and LJ uh, gets stuck in the sand. So they need to make a run for it to the bus. Um, so LJ just starts shooting in the air because he's got to hit one of them, right? Uh, so him and Betty make it to the bus, but then the bus uh, gets pretty much swarmed by the crows to the point where uh, Otto, who's the bus driver, can't see shit, and he just crashes right into a tele... Listen, we're in the goddamn desert, but yet there's a telephone pole that he's got to freaking run into. <laughs> so now the bus is out of commission. So then Claire has to tell uh, Carlos and the other guy, who I can't remember his name, uh, hey, we got to go save... Uh, we got to go clear out the bus. These vehicles aren't big enough for all the people on this bus, but whatever don't pay attention to that uh 
Uh, lady gets, uh, we got one of the characters who we don't know her name, uh, getting pecked to death, which I thought was pretty cool, to be honest. To be honest, the scene was, uh, I put in my notes, I'm like, why the fuck is this scene even happening? But, to be honest, the whole crow thing wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed some of the, like, the death scenes, especially, like, the woman just on the ground as a swarm of fucking crows just pecking her eyes out. The crow scene was really cool, but I remember explicitly when I watched that, that I was like, wow, they couldn't come up with their own, like, deadly bird scene. They had to straight up just take one from the bird. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. How is this? Okay. Uh, So you remember how it was one of the trivias? was the fact that the actress who played Jill Valentine couldn't do this movie because she was doing Aragon. Yeah. So that character, we can't think of his name. His name was Mikey. And um, he was the main fucking character in Aragon. So how come this guy could do the movie? What about you? Hmm, that's, that's some I couldn't think right of just like carpooled to and from jobs together. Right? That's confusing. I just, okay. Okay, <laughs> sure. I saw his name. I was like, that name sounds familiar. Click on it. First movie. Like, his most famous movie he's ever been in is Aragon. I'm like, okay. Like, sure. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, we get a guy just jumping on top of the bus, and there's a flamethrower on top of there, so he just starts flaming all them crows. Um, And then we get the scene where, as they're evacuating the bus... Uh, Betty is fucked. Actually, Betty and Otto were fucked. Betty gets pecked to death in the bus and Otto falls out of the bus and proceeds to get pecked to death. Um, we then get, well, you, you know, the, what a Wilhelm scream is. No, it's that generic scream. That's in like almost every, like it's not in every movie, but there's like a lot of action movies get that, like rant, that, that same scream that it's yeah. only happens maybe once or twice. But that scream happened, and I always can fucking hear it. It's like, I'm like, well, there it is. It's literally something they have to play plug into movies when they don't, they can't get the ADR for it. So they just throw it in there, and it's the worst. They've been using it for like since like the 60s. (laughs) It's the same fucking scream. Well, we get one of those. Um, And then Magic Alice comes out of nowhere and saves Carlos and fries all of the crows. She literally makes a blanket of fire up in the sky and just incinerates every last crow as uh, Carlos is saving a little girl um, from being killed by the crows. And then she like faints because it takes a lot out of her to use her, her super superpowers. What the, f- oh my God. Uh, Isaac's is uh, doing so much shady shit, but Hey, Who's surprised? All right. Got to have the evil doctor. Yeah, he's he's the guy. This guy, I don't think this guy could ever play a a good guy. I think I've seen multiple movies with him and every time he's a bad guy, but I could be wrong. But most of the time, this man plays a bad guy. His name is Ian Glenn. Let's see. Let's look at it. Let's look at his IMDb real quick. He just Uh, looks gross. Like he he, just looks like a gross person. He uh, was the bad guy in in, the Tomb Raider movie. Uh, with uh, Angelina Jolie. Makes sense. I remember that now. Uh, oh my god, he's been in a lot of movies. I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, he's a, just a, he just looks like a bad guy. Like, he doesn't even look like he'd be a nice guy in person. 
but I guess that works. I guess that's why he's cast in these roles. Um, so Claire's team then mourn for their dead. Uh, Claire and Alice finally meet, but then Claire's like, I got shit to do. Peace. Thanks for saving us. Um, but guess what? Umbrella's watching you, Alice. That scary satellite with the umbrella logos is flying around the earth, spying on you and everything you do. Uh, so pretty much they, they pretty much have like a almost hundred percent, uh, identification on Alice. So, uh, Isaacs goes to Wesker to pretty much say, Hey, I need a, I need a team to go and get her. And he's like, well, if you're not a hundred percent, you're not going. And Isaacs is like, fuck you, man. So pretty much, uh, given, given Isaacs some, some Alice capture blue balls right there, not letting him go. But guess what? Isaacs is shady because he, during that whole conversation, he records Wesker, uh, the end of Wesker's conversation, which then he manipulates a recording to then call in a extraction team to go get Alice. So this man's not a dummy. Uh, Alice and others persuade Claire that going to Alaska is the best thing we can do. Like, like, let's go. Okay. Yeah. It's not affected by this, but okay. Yeah. It's cold up there. Okay. Uh, and then, man, LJ not looking so good. You know what's going to happen to him. He's looking real, you know, he's he's starting to turn. Uh, but they all decide, they're, they're looking at a map of like, hey, where do we go to find some more gas and all that? And they're like, well, we've already been to all these smaller gas stations. We got to go to a big city. Because clearly... Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Really? Like that's actually where that's actually where Nemesis is right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, um why is everybody going to Vegas right now? Like straight oh, up, I know of at least 10 people in Vegas. It was Bob it was Bob Goenberger's uh 30th birthday. And so a bunch of us were supposed to go to Vegas, and I me and my wife weren't able to go. But yeah. Uh, I mean, Vegas is Vegas. It's fun. Um it's I mean, it would have been know, fun. But, it would have been fun for the four to five days I would have been there. But yeah, like it's it's fun <laughs> for a couple days. But honestly, after like five business days, you're done. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't last even that long. I'm just like, nope, <laughs> done. Um. So, uh, so now we see the caravan driving down the highway, and the ambulance, I guess, got unstuck because the ambulance is part of the caravan again. Um. And man, Vegas is very sandy these days. So the first two films take place in 2002, which was the release date of the first Resident Evil film. Um, And this movie takes place in 2007, which is the release year of this movie. Uh, So it's only five years. Are you telling me the desert is literally going to be taking over Vegas as much as it did in that fucking small of a time? Five years? Because, like, didn't they pull up to Vegas and there was, like, nothing? No. Like, it was, it was literally, they pulled up to a gas station and then also they were oddly at the same height and eye level as the bridge that's in, um, I believe it's the bridge for Circus, no, it's not Circus Circus. It's the, uh... 
I have no idea. I think that one's the one that connects over the strip. There are several that go across the strip, so that way you don't have to walk across the strip. Um, and I do think those are all like that's supposed to be a bridge that goes across the strip, which those things are like 20, 30 feet in the air. Yeah. And you're telling me that there's a gas station on the same height as that? I don't know. And unreal. You can't see the rest of Vegas? I guess not. There's a lot of tall buildings in Vegas, but clearly you can't see shit. Yeah. Like all there was, was like a single palm tree that like the walkway and like two buildings that it connected to that were also mostly under sand and the gas station was for some reason raised as high as everything else i'm here to tell you there isn't a single gas station on the actual strip there isn't one they don't <laughs> exist you have to go <laughs> off of the strip so um, that's a lie <laughs> and i'm just it. like was this made by people who have never been to Vegas? Yep, hundred percent. Just bad writing. Uh, just... So they they stop at where they think is a gas station, or I guess it is a gas station. Uh, Claire tells um, the cowboy guy, which I believe his name was Chase, uh, to go up the fake Eiffel Tower to look out for them zombies. Um, we then get a weird close up shot of uh, Alice holding her shotgun because we needed that weird like crotch level shot of her other shot wow. oh, god it's like michael bay directing this movie um and but then uh so she goes up to this crate uh and she tells everybody to get back because there, there's there's infected in there and yep there's a bunch of uh more intelligent infected in there not just regular zombies these are more intelligent zombies they're able to do some crazy ass things, like actually able to fight back um, where most zombies don't really fight back. They just try to claw at you and try to get you so they can bite you. These zombies are literally like freaking swinging and they're all huge and they're all the same zombie pretty much. They're all wearing like Michael Myers outfits with like name badges. Like they were all businessmen. <laughs> yeah. They got their name tags. They're going to work. <laughs> um, Kmart's Kmart's getting pinned up in the truck uh, with LJ, um, and they they start shooting out. And but then LJ turns into a zombie and starts attacking Kmart. Kmart then, but then uh, I think is it Carlos that pulls him? I think Carlos is the one that pulls him out of the car or out of the truck and ends up shooting him. R.I.P. to LJ. Um, pretty much everybody dies in this scene. Uh, but Alice has some sweet ass blades, um, which are uh cool. Um, and uh Carlos is just hiding under the freaking truck. Like, what are you doing under there, bro? Like, we're all fighting out here. Uh Isaacs is so horny over Alice, it's unreal, dude. Like, he is just literally like panting every time he gets like he thinks it's her. He's just, it's unreal. And then they just end up turning her off. Like she's a goddamn robot. She just, it's the awkward thing of just like, turn her off. And then she's just standing there. And like, Oh my, okay. So Why as she's first place, I don't know. I guess they had to be a, within a certain range of her. I don't know. They don't explain these things very well. 
Um, but yeah, so this scene, everybody dies. Mikey, uh, that's when we get the really bad, like, emotional scene with Clara. She's shooting the zombies off of him, and she's like, oh, but really bad. Uh, Chase dies, the guy on the Eiffel Tower. He gets, uh, he's trying to save a woman who's trying to climb it. A zombie just comes out of nowhere from behind him, attacks him. He then throws himself off. Uh, and then, of course, LJ turns. And then, as Car- I, I didn't state this, but as Carlos is killing LJ, LJ ends up biting Carlos. So, guess what, Carlos? You got bit in the first one. You might as well get bit in the second or in the third one. So, pretty much every character that you remember from the second movie that returned in this one. Uh, Yeah, they're not making it out of this movie. Except for Alice, of course. That plot armor. Yeah. Uh, Alice fights the conditioning and turns herself back on. She pretty much fights them, their little off switch there, and turns herself back on. And they're all like, oh no! Oh no! What do we do? (laughs) And Isaacs is pissing his pants, as is everybody who's in his little tent. Um, And pretty much Alice knows exactly where Isaac's in his squad is. Uh, so she starts climbing up there um, and uh, she makes it up there. She f- destroys the two guys that were at the computer and almost gets to Isaac's, but uh, something happens where Isaac's gets away. But before Isaac's can escape in his helicopter, uh, he gets bit. And so he cries, Give me the antivirus. Give me the antivirus as he's flying away. Because he's a wiener. Yep. Alice, <laughs> Alice doesn't shoot at the helicopter and Kmart asks her why. And she said, well, uh, we kind of need that thing. So I'm not going to, there's no point in me shooting it down because then how the hell are we going to get out of here? True. Very logical. So I, I give her that. The only um, thing and point of logic in this whole game movie. I don't even know where I am anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Isaacs is back in his lab and his little lab assistant or whatever the hell this guy, I don't even know what this dude was. Was he like a freaking like a Wesker's little pond? I don't know what the hell this guy was, but he comes in. He's or businessman, businessman, businessman guy, Uh, which he's he's another guy who plays a lot of bad, bad guys in movies. Yeah, so businessman um, 3.0 is Wesker's, like, booty sucker, and his whole job, like, his entire job is just to make sure that Wesker actually gets what he wants. And so if Wesker says something needs to happen, something needs to happen, at least in the movies. In the games, Wesker's just kind of a low man, like, on the whole hierarchy of everything in resident evil he's a pretty low dude he just happened to get his hands on like pure t virus and then for whatever reason was like well i'm not turning into a zombie so instead of turning into like instead of worrying about turning into a zombie i just want to inject myself with every virus and see what happens yep (laughs) Because Wesker's Wesker. Yeah. So the the businessman guy goes into Isaac's room. Isaac's is fucking shooting himself up with a lot of vials of antivirus. Or is it the virus? Because the weird thing is, is when they show the vial, it has the two, you know, it's supposed to look like DNA. Like it swirls up. 
And in the original two movies, uh, each vial was only one color, but this one was two colors. So I'm guessing this was the one he was injecting. The virus and the antivirus at the same time. This, I'm guessing this is what he was injecting into those zombies to try to domesticate them. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Because if, if you just inject them with the antivirus... Um, so what they have is essentially bacteria that gets into their system. And that is what causes them to turn into the zombies at this point. Yeah. But he has is a refined version of it he's got so it starts off with the i think it's the g virus and then it turns into the t virus and so on and so forth um no i think it starts as the p and then turns into the g and then the t and it like it just keeps evolving but um so what he like, if you inject a zombie who is completely turned and has been turned for any real amount of time with the antivirus, they'll just die. Their body will just shut down because it completely nulls and gets rid of the active virus, which is keeping them alive. Um, and their body has already shut down. Their body is already done functioning. So as soon as the cells turn off from the virus, they have nothing left. But if you inject them with the new virus as well as the antivirus at the same time, it causes enough of a reaction to keep them kind of in check. And they discovered that like, it allows them to have a thought process, but they're still zombies and their main action in their brain, if they're not thinking about anything or if they're angry or anything, um, if there's something in front of them that they're not actively doing, then they end up just turning back into a zombie. And the one thing they want to do is tear things apart and eat them. It's like a little kid. Fun. Very little kid. Very small. Like, just able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as their brain isn't busy with whatever they're holding, they just want to eat it. Oh man. So yeah, he's he's injected himself with like seven vials of this hybrid virus, antivirus thing. And uh yeah, it transforms him slowly as the guy is pretty much like, You're done. But pretty much the guy was gonna come in there to pretty much kill him. He's like, pretty much that's the way you get fired from Umbrella. You don't get fired, you get murdered. Uh murdered. and Isaac said, Nope, and uses his weird tentacle hands and Kills the freaking guy, and then of course probably kills everybody else that's in the room. Um, and then we get uh, how we're going to get the plan about how Carlos, uh, because Carlos is infected, um, and they need a way to get to where the chopper is. So they they scout, um, they see the choppers behind this this uh, you know chain link fence that the zombies can't get into. Uh, but there's a helicopter there and just a random building, which Alice figures out you know, is probably where the uh, an entrance into the hive. Um, Carlos pretty much is like, yeah, I will make a path for you guys and I will pretty much sacrifice myself because I'm going to die anyways. Or, you know, I don't feel like becoming one of them. So I'm going to sacrifice myself, clear you guys a path to get to the chopper. Um, 
and uh, gets a really cool plow at the end of the truck. Decides we're going to plow through all these zombies. And for these zombies are fucking strong. I don't know how the hell they flipped his truck. But damn. They flipped that truck. It's on its side. He finds a joint that LJ left in there. Cool, man. Thanks for leaving that for me. He uh, he lights the explosives um, and lights up his joint and just lays back and enjoys his final moments as the truck blows up, blowing up a lot of zombies. Um, and then we get uh, Claire and Alice and Kmart and the rest of the survivors plowing through the rest of or plowing through the path that Carlos made uh, to get to the chopper. Uh, they all, everybody gets on the chopper, but Alice, because Alice has some unfinished business with Isaacs and pretty much umbrella as a whole. So she says, you guys go and uh, I got things I got to do. So they fly off in the helicopter. Don't know how they fit everybody on that helicopter, but they did somehow. And we move on. Uh, Alice, before Alice goes into the building, she discovers the giant pile of dead clone Alice's. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> all those Alice's. <laughs> yep, all wearing the the dress from the original. And boy, cool scene. Why? Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Then like, we have to get more of these stupid x-ray shots of the damn hive. Stop it. We don't need to see the damn elevator going down after Alice discovers where the elevator is and we got to see it in the x-ray form. I don't need, need this. We need you to know. I know. <laughs> I know where they're going. If I I don't <laughs> have to I don't have to fully pay attention to this movie to figure out what the fuck is happening to a degree, okay? That thin line of a plot that there is in this damn movie. Um oh So we get uh, interaction between uh, well, she's Alice goes into the hive and the hive is fucked. Like it's, it's all dark in there and the, you know, you get the weird flickering lights and everything's going on and she's, she sees bodies and then the white queen shows up and explains herself and we get the line of, Oh, I, I met your sister. She was a homicidal bitch or something like that. Some corny line that Alice had to say to the white queen. Um, and the white queen's like, yeah, Isaac's on the loose. I can't, I couldn't control, like I can only keep him in certain spots for a certain amount of time, but he ends up, you know, escaping. Um, and so she pretty much is like, okay, I need you to lead me to where he is. And so she does. And as, and then we get another really awesome interaction between these two uh, where she, Alice starts to walk down the hallway and then it's like, oh, and Alice, good luck and she's just like and then alice's expression is is the expression i'd have on my face like fuck thanks i guess like you didn't need to say that um also uh the white queen uh pretty much states that alice because alice's blood is so pure uh pretty much her blood could stop the outbreak could pretty much end this whole thing but you know umbrella has other dumb things to do so we need three more movies to keep going to until we get the actual end of this terrible, terrible, terrible saga. Uh, we get into the lab. I don't know if this was a scene after she walks in, but I think it was after she meets with the white queen. 
um, and we see some real Vlad the Impaler type shit going on where there are people just put on spikes everywhere. And I don't know if this is some special move by Isaacs or he actually impaled them on some spikes. I don't know what the hell happened, but it was literally like watching Dracula and you see like it's the, a real the art piece. It is. It, I mean, it kind of, I mean, it mimics Vlad the Impaler, you know, the, the pictures you see of the real person, not the actual Dracula. Uh, we then see Alice meeting her clone version of herself in the little water bubble thing. Uh, and then Isaac's just sneaking around and then he comes out of nowhere and he starts fighting. And we get the we get the fight, and then she knocks. She he breaks the water bubble that has the clone. The clone falls out. She can't breathe for some weird reason. Uh, so Alice thinks she dies. So Alice throws her coat over the the clone Alice, and the real Alice books it out of there into a room that she recognizes because it's a, a replica of the room, or it is the room from the first movie. Um, the kind of it's like a a corridor. I don't know. We don't know. We and don't know that's when we see Isaac in his full form, which is this really just nat- he's like half and he's like nasty, like half and half. He's like a half of his body is like this, just this Jack guy. And then the other half is this like weird tentacle monster. It kind of reminds me like, uh, the larger flood from halo. Like the, yeah. the larger creatures, like the, not the little ones, but I think it was like the, the, the normal human size ones that, it's exactly what they look like is what Isaacs looks like in this, in this movie. Uh, so Isaac's supposed to be reminiscent of, um, there is a tyrant in the very, actually, I think it's in zero who looks a lot like Isaacs in this, oh, where okay. he is half human and then half really mutated, but has the big pointy fingers. Yeah. 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 Sick Mick, how are you? Welcome in. Uh, yeah, so he's very strong, but Alice is strong too, and they just pretty much throw each other around for a bit um, until they get back to the infamous laser room. Yeah, because we need to be back here for a third time in this franchise. Uh, so the laser stars, they start, you know, he starts talking about how like he can't be stopped and blah, blah, blah. And he's the, he's like, I, I always thought you were the future Alice, but I'm the future. And you're like, Oh my God. Okay. And then she just laughs and she's like, no, you're just another asshole. And then the laser starts to come and it turns into the honeycomb laser. And we get, and, uh, Alice just accept, pretty much thinks she's going to die. And as it goes through Isaacs, it stops right before it hits Alice because the other Alice, the clone Alice, didn't die. She's alive. She stopped the lasers. And boy, then we get the scene where both Alices walk up to a window and we get a shot where it zooms out and we get the massive amounts of Alice clones waiting and you just know that Alice is about to make some ar- an army of Alice's you know what's happening you know what these movies are going to be coming like these these next three movies are literally just going to be Alice's everywhere this is fucking everywhere and that's how the movie ends we get a we get a 
during the credits, we get a song called White Rabbit because we needed more Alice in Wonderland references in these movies. And then that's it. That is the end of Resident Evil Extinction. Whoo! Boy, oh boy. I, I have so many more questions from the first two movies. Like, the first two movies didn't really leave me with a whole lot of, like... What is happening here? What is going on? It was mostly just the filming that actually left me with questions rather than the actual movie itself. This one, I just got a lot of questions for the like movie itself. The storyline, everything that was going on, I'm just real confused. Because, like, after five years, your body would decompose. Mm-hmm. Even if it regenerates to some degree, your cells eventually just die because they can't function anymore. So it would just, you'd just stop. You would just stop being a zombie. You would just die. You would lose enough muscle mass that you couldn't move at the very least, let alone decompose completely. And it being hot accelerates that. Your cells don't like being hot. Humans don't like that. Um, And then why does everybody become zombie equal desert all over? I don't know. Why desert? Shit's bonkers. Without humans, (laughs) the world would heal. The world would heal without us. Yeah. And especially if we were just eating each other and like not other animals and stuff like that, like the world would heal. It would just be a giant forest. (laughs) I just... I have questions and like our man's Isaac wouldn't have known in any way shape or form that injecting himself with the virus and Alice's DNA would turn him into a better monster would have not just turned him into a zombie um if he knew that Alice's DNA was importante Mas importante. Why wouldn't he just try to embed that in the vaccine so he didn't have to inject the virus? <laughs> I just have nothing's gonna get answered ever because Isaacs is gonna be dead, and now we're gonna be fighting Wesker, and Alice is just gonna be everywhere. And if yep. there's so many Alice's, why don't they just use their psychic powers to blow up all the zombies? Now, here's the question. Do all the Alice's have that's the the psychokinetic powers? But they're all good at fighting, so why can't we just unleash a wave, an army of Alice's? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. These, this is just bonkers. So many, so many questions, and probably never going to get answers for those. Um, No, I'm going to go back and watch all of these, like after we're done with this, and I'm going to be like, all these questions—they never were answered. None of them, not a single one. (laughs) (sighs) I just. But the movie itself, to watch the movie, if you are ignoring the fact that it has Resident Evil on the title, if you just want to watch a silly, 
action movie that has fairly decent action sequences, pretty good CGI, and just all around is kind of just like weird, and you want to watch it, and it's got zombies, and you don't expect much from it, it's a pretty good movie. It's actually a pretty good movie if you just ignore everything about it. Get rid of the the damn freaking... Just get rid of the damn Resident Evil. Just get get rid of the title Resident Evil. Just call. Just come up with a different name, and these movies would have been a million times better. Mad um, Max Zombie Edition. Yeah. Like, let's go. So the name of Doctor Isaac's final form there at the end of the movie never mentioned, but of course Piggy stated it before. He is uh, lifted directly as a reference to the tyrant. Um, the complete name of the deadly virus is the tyrant fi- virus, which is the virus is just an abbreviation yep uh the initial script uh, explained that shortly after the events of the second film angela ashford was killed in an attack by umbrella soldiers while this was left out of the film the novelization explains that alice under umbrella's control killed her wait alice killed who angela ashford the little girl from the second movie killed her it was I it wasn't in the movies. It was it was a pre like in between the movies because of the fact that at the end of Apocalypse, she gets under the control of Umbrella and probably ends up killing Angela and fucking because that's why Carlos isn't with her in this movie. But also yeah. you gotta think it's five years later. But like why would they kill her? She's just another she's another variant of umbrella be fucked up scientifically why would you kill her she is able to exist as both a human with the t virus active inside of her body even if she does need constant updates of the vaccine for it so even with that she is still a medical anomaly yeah so why I guess they only just wanted Alice. I guess Alice was the only one they wanted. I don't know. It's crazy. It's it's great when they don't explain these things to you. You're just like, hey, what happened to that character? But yeah, you kept LJ. Thanks. Yeah, but LJ is fine. Like, <sighs> why not? If it's five years later, wouldn't Angela be like almost 20? Because yeah. she was like 11. Or, I think like, it would have been cool if you kept her. I think the, the, the cool wasn't thing. She or something like that? Because she was like, I'm not a kid. And yeah, so, yeah like, she was I mean she was young I mean she was probably between 11 and 13 so like wouldn't she have been close to adult age why not have her in there and like right fight alongside Alice or like have some I don't know it would have been cool but unfortunately we're never gonna get that because fuck these movies it uh, more <laughs> and I hate so much anyways <laughs> there are there are 86 dead Alice clones uh, in the trench at the start of this movie just so you know. Why? I don't know. Why? <laughs> uh, the opening scene, which recreates a sequence from the first film, was scripted to be longer. Apart from finding the picture of the married couple, Alice would discover the rest of the clues seen in the first film, namely a handwritten note or the drawer containing the weapons. Then she would enter the Red Queen's laser chamber. For pacing reasons, the scene that appeared in the finished film was trimmed down. Um, she sees the picture here. It's a gust of wind. She simply looks at the statue. Uh, it's the only clue that the scene is just a simulation, not an exact copy of the first Resident Evil film. 
the original Alice asked hello after she turned to the hall from the statue. So I guess if you picked, if you if you really paid attention, unlike me who just saw the first part of the scene and went, why are we watching the scene again? I guess if you picked those little tiny things, you would have figured out at the beginning this was just a simulation. I did not until she died, and I went, uh, what? <laughs> it's a simulation? Yep. That's not like an action, like it's just a video game? So no, it was a simulation with a real body, like it's a oh, real clone. Okay, yeah, it, it was, was just, okay. they didn't tune it down exactly to that first time when she, the real Alice wakes up in the first film. So, they, okay. you know, little little subtleties there um the original script implied the reason for the global outbreak is that rats spread the infection because why not rats apparently the fact that these rodents live mostly underground helped them survive although the subplot was discarded there is still a shot of rats dwelling in the sewers of tokyo in the final scene of the film but tokyo is dead everything's dead it's all desert what subways? Oh man. Uh right around the crow attack scene, there's a reference to Alice escaping from the Detroit facility. The Umbrella Corporation has facilities in every major city. Therefore, although Raccoon City looks like the real world of Detroit, in the world of the movie, Detroit is not Raccoon City. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Isaac spends all his time killing Alice clones and experimenting with the antivirus. Ironically, at the end, he gets killed by Alice clones and the antivirus. <gasps> now everything just goes full circle. And that's, uh, I mean, I could go through some of this. There's some bad trivia on this movie. Um, like we were talking about before, this is the only movie that has Jason O'Mara playing at, uh, Albert Wesker. Um, on the rest of the movies, he's played by a different actor. Who Thank looks goodness. better? Like, Just from shots that I've seen of Wesker in the future films, um, he looks better in those movies. So thank God, because this one just it looked like some dude who just came in. They're like, "Can we dye your hair white or blonde or whatever color it was?" And then just wear sunglasses. Handed some random dude a bottle of bleach, and they were like, "Do it yourself," and like, just don't come back with dark brown hair again. And so he did. And they were like, you got the job. Can you wear sunglasses? He's like, <laughs> I got two years. Yep. And they were just like, here you go. Have that. Go for it, buddy. So Considering this... he only said like two sentences, I understand, but. So this movie's working title was Resident Evil Afterlife. Uh, but the, um, and which is funny because the next film in the franchise is Resident Evil Afterlife. There you go. Resident Evil, we're done making these terrible movies. Yep. Uh, and yeah, you that's another way to go. How do you feel about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> getting started we're only halfway through this franchise it's so terrible i love damn it. you twitter <laughs> i am partially to blame for that but that's okay don't worry we'll bring piggy back for like alien and review or something when there's actually good movies to talk about except for a few oh, I love it. <laughs> love it. 
There are a couple bad alien movies. Let's just put that out there. there right now. <laughs> oh really man. Is. All right. Well, if we got no, do you have any other trivia that you would like to share before we move on to the rankings? Not particularly. I just am left with a bunch of questions and right. I'm very glad that they did tribute to the, um, to the tyrant. I know they didn't specify, but it is kind of a throwback to the one in the zero game, which is the proto tyrant, which, um, yeah, it, I'm glad that they brought him in, but I really wish that they would have done it in order and they would have at least shown that like they like the tyrant that was in this movie was not supposed to be a higher up than like nemesis or anything. And I just finding out that Alice killed um the uh actor. Yeah. Yeah, Angela. I just I don't even know how to feel about this because I'm angry. Like, I'm so yeah. angry. They brought back the Red Queen in the version of the White Queen, which I don't understand why she's still there. Yeah. Like... My feeling is just, like, she's a completely different program. I know she's a completely different program, but they kept the same hologram, and they kept the same voice. They it's not, though. It's a different girl. Is it? The I White Queen is a completely different girl. Okay. I mean, she's when another I, she's I, another British girl, but she's not the same. She's not the the Angela Ashford like look alike one. Just like we are supposed to make, like we want to change the queens, but you know we're gonna yeah. still have the same voice because similar, she yeah. sounds almost identical and yeah. she looks very similar. So I was like, they the same person. Well, I know in the I know in the first Resident Evil, she was just like a weird red hologram like she and it was terrible looking um, where this one is like the White Queen is like an actual girl. Like it was it uh, wasn't it wasn't like a weird like white blob that looked yeah, like her. Was like, it was an actual girl. Yeah, but they kind of made her look computery. So, sure. yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, you wouldn't have known about Angela dying unless I told you from the trivia because that wasn't even in the it wasn't in any of the movies unless you, you know, were to look up like what the fuck happened to Angela Ashford. All Let's right. See. I'm, I'm currently looking at the. Uh, at the picture of the white queen. So. yep pretty much that is it's okay. one of those things where you just have to kind of be like oh yeah what happened to that girl but then you just don't care so the the white queen and the red queen are the same are the same um template for like the holograms. Oh, okay. Um, the they use a different. They use a different actress in this movie because, of course, this movie was like came out three years after the last one, so she would have looked a lot older. She doesn't. Uh, I don't think the actresses are the same. Because this, the the White Queen looked nothing like. I mean, she's a lot older now. She's twenty freaking five. Oh, she was. Nothing in... says. I'm not seeing who she is. 
Yeah, she the only Resident Evil she was in was uh Resident Evil Extinction as the Fate Queen. Well, I know this girl. What's she been in? Because she does like they look very similar. So yeah. if they use the same, like if they used a different actress, they found a girl who looks extremely similar to the Red Queen. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay, so... What about the White Queen, though? The White Queen doesn't have... Like, there is no description for who she is. You mean act, the actress who plays her? Or yeah. Like, uh, her name is Madeline Carroll. Okay, because the first one was uh, Michaela Dickard. Yeah. Um, but as adults, they look very different. But as children in the movies they look quite similar so like i recognize see. this girl from i feel like i've seen movies with her but i'm looking at her imdb and i'm like i've never seen any of these other than this movie Whatever. she doesn't have oh wait the uh madeline carroll yeah yeah, she's got nothing other than this. But, I mean, that's very similar for Michaela as well. Is like, she was in... Funny enough, she was in Can You Help Me? And she played Alice. <laughs> and okay. Stig of the Dump, she was the girl in the museum. And Resident Evil, she was the Red Queen. So very fitting. Yeah. Red Queen Alice. All right. Our final Anyways. piece of this podcast is the rankings. Uh first we are going to do rankings of the antagonists of the Resident Evil film series. Uh right now our list is number 1 Spence and the Red Queen from Resident Evil. And number two, Kane and Isaacs from Resident Evil Apocalypse. Where does Kane slash the tyrant or whatever, the proto tyrant or whatever you call him, where does he rank among those? The word I said. Oh, yeah, that's right. Isaacs. Sorry, not Kane. Isaacs slash the proto uh, tyrant. Where does he rank among the other two? As far as bad guys go. I would say Isaacs is probably in this movie is probably the most linear, understandable, and like moderately self-driven out of all of them. So I would put him at one. Okay. And probably I'd probably still put Spence. And the Red Queen at two. 
And yeah, so so the, so since you're voting for uh Isaacs at one, Isaac. we're just gonna move everybody down. So okay. everybody will just move down because like the the first two rank the first two that we voted on, they're gonna stay one above the where other. We're just gonna move them around based on where we're sticking the new, you know, antagonists throughout the, the show. So yeah, so we're gonna put Isaacs. We'll just put Isaacs. I'm not gonna put proto freaking whatever. They're it's still Isaacs. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So right now our rankings for protagonists of the Resident Evil movies is number one, Isaacs from Resident Evil Extinction, two, Spence and Red Queen from Resident Evil, and three, Kane and Isaacs from Resident Evil Apocalypse. Now we rank the Alice's of the uh, Resident Evil movies because Alice is literally different in every single one of these movies. And I know she's different in the future ones because I've seen the trailers. I've saw, I saw the trailers for those movies when I, when they were coming out and boy, does she get more ridiculous as they go on. Uh, but yep. where are we ranking Alice uh, in the Resident Evil uh, universe here? So right now the rankings are one, Alice from Apocalypse and number two, Alice from Resident Evil. I would put the mole of Alice right in the middle. You're gonna put her at number two? Yeah. So you So even though you didn't like so you liked So you think the Alice from Apocalypse is better than the Alice from Extinction? Yeah. I can I can assess that. Like I think she did a lot of cool things in this movie, especially the scene in Vegas where she's you know, kicking all their asses, all the zombie asses and all that with the cool blades and all that. But yeah, I liked her more in Apocalypse. I thought she just was more badass. Not only was she a little bit more badass, but she was a little bit more personable. Yeah. She spoke a little bit more. She related to other people. She tried to help other people a whole movie. And like, she was just trying to be a good person. In this movie, she's like, fuck everybody else. I'm just going to stay away from them because I and that's spooky yeah i feel like the only reason she was with this group these this group of people is they to save you know to help them out and then her plan was just to get the fuck away from them yeah where alice finds yeah with the with like the explosion and the crows and shit directly after that she was like yeah i'm just gonna leave bye (laughs) like uh, so yeah. so I'm, I'm on the same boat with you i think extinction being at two is the best because i think for me i think our resident evil alice from one is probably going to be close to the bottom of the list most every week because she kind of didn't do much other than like yeah. some small scenes here and there like where she you know kicks the dogs you know beats the dogs up and punches a couple zombies but other than that she wasn't you know she was still growing she was still becoming you know the Alice that we see even in this movie. All right. And then the final ranking is for the movie itself right now. The rankings are number one, resident evil apocalypse and number two, resident evil. Where are we putting resident evil extinction? I think this one, because I have so many questions for it and because I just, don't get it if i if i was told this is resident evil meets mad max and there was a different title put onto it i would feel completely differently 
but because of the fact that it was supposed to be Resident Evil 3, I'd put it at the bottom. Ooh. So Resident Resident Evil 1. The action scenes were good. They're like, but there just was a severe lack of storyline for me. There's a severe lack of personality for a lot of the characters. A lot of the characters relied on the previous movie to be personable. Yeah. And you can't do that. I, I don't think you can do that. I want you to make me want to love these characters again every movie. And I think they bit off more than they could chew with that because they added just so many characters. And the only character you really get to know at all is Kmart. Everybody yeah. else just kind of falls off to the side. And then, like, and even if I'm just ignoring all of my questions, the fact that there is only two portions of the entire movie, and by portions, I mean they are, like, three-minute parts of the whole movie, an hour and 33 minutes, and there's about six minutes in total where everybody dies. Yep. You couldn't have spread that out. You couldn't have had, like, they killed, like, eight people when the crows attacked. And then there's this weird, like, half a minute long part where they're all staring at the graves. And they're like, anybody want to say anything? Nope, let's go. Yeah. And <laughs> then at the end of the movie, everybody else dies. And it's like, it's... I didn't get to like the characters. I didn't get to know the characters and I don't feel bad that they died and they all died together. So I don't, I feel extra, not bad. At least they didn't go alone. Right. So it's yeah, it ranks really low for me. Well, I was going to put it at number two because I just, I don't know. I think I liked this slightly better than RE, but you know what? Since there's only two of us and you're the guest, I'm going to give it to you and we're going to put Extinction at number three. So right now, our new Resident Evil rankings are number one, Resident Evil Apocalypse, number two, Resident Evil, and number three, Resident Evil Extinction. Next week (laughs) is week number four of this shit show we call the Resident Evil in Review, where we will be sitting down and talking about Resident Evil Afterlife. (sighs) Yay. I have never seen this movie. Piggy has never seen this movie. Nemesis has never seen this movie. So this is going to be fun. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I want to thank everybody for being here, watching the show live. Like I said, uh, this show is on podcast services everywhere. So if you can't watch it live or watch the VOD, uh, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and Podbean whenever you want. Once it's released. Uh, they're released every Monday uh, at 7 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure to go over to uh, click the link uh, in the Twitter bio and it'll send you right to the site. You can follow and get alerts every time a new episode is uploaded. Piggy, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for being here talking these wonderful movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful hanging out. I'm so 
thrilled for oh, the next time. Me too. Me too. Experiences with friends, right? Right. <laughs> if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do something for the first time, you might as well do it with your friends. Exactly. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. We'll be live next Sunday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern time to talk about Resident Evil Afterlife. Uh, we do have a Twitter now. So if you want to follow the Parker Chronicles podcast Twitter, it's at the Parker Cron because my damn name is too damn long. I can't fit the whole thing. So I will put it in the chat. Uh, that is my the Twitter handle for the for the page. Uh, and anyone who's listening, it is the Parker Cron. So C-H-R-O-N if you want to look that up on Twitter. Alright. Uh, I want to thank again Piggy for being here. I want to thank everybody in the chat here for hanging out and uh, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>